Al-Bayan Radio presents the following Friday khutbah from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Inna alhamdulillahi nahmaduh, wa nasta'inu bihi wa nasta'gfiruhu, wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina. Man yahdihillahu falamudilla lah, wa man yudlil falahadiya lah. وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وجاهد في الله حق الجهاد حتى أتاه اليقين فصلوات ربي وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تمسك بسنته واكتفى بهديه بإحسان إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أرن الله وإياكم من النار ثم أما بعد In one of the houses of Al-Madina, Sa'amir al-Mu'mineen Umar radiyallahu anhu with his companions. And in this gathering, a conversation took place. Umar radiyallahu anhu told his companions tamannaw, wish, wish for something. So one of them said, I wish for gold as much or as full as this house so I can spend it in the cause of Allah to which Umar radiallahu anhu responded tamannaw wish so another said I wish for jewels full this house full of jewels so I can spend it in the way of Allah So Umar radiallahu anhu responded, tamannaw. He responded again, wish. To which this time the companions said, what do we wish for, O Amir al-Mu'mineen? He said, I wish for a house full. Or this house was full of men. I wish that this house was full of men. Like Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah. And Mu'adh ibn Jabal and Salim, Mawla Abu Abi Hudayfa, so that I can dispatch him in the way of Allah Azza wa Jal, so I can use them to spread the word of Allah Azza wa Jal. May Allah Azza wa Jal have mercy on Umar, the expert and the master in the foundations of civilization and that which preserves them. The message that elevates civilization 
Yes, you need resources for civilization to flourish. And yes, you need wealth for it to function. But before you need resources and wealth, you need minds to utilize them. You need minds to utilize them. You need hearts to nurture them. And you need strong will to implement these missions. You need men. As Umar radiallahu anhu said, you need men. That's our khutbah for today. Manhood, manliness, the definition of man. Because we live in a time, we live in a time where the concept of manhood, manliness, and the definition of man is rep- misrepresented, is misunderstood, hijacked. A quality that many wish to possess, but don't know the boundaries of it. We live in a time where definitions are open to the whims and the desires of every individual. Anyone can make up their own definition of what a man is, what a female is. We live in a time where definitions are mumbled. But for us, the matter is easy. For a Muslim, a person that identifies himself as a Muslim and that aligns himself with the teachings of Islam, it's easy. Because in any of your affairs, what do you do? You return back to the original texts of the Qur'an and the Sunnah. In it you'll find everything. The definition of everything you will find. And in this case, if you seek and you care to seek, you will find Islam has outlined and defined what manliness, manhood, or to be a man is. It's an important definition to know and to understand. Because it's, man, it's men, it's this manliness and it's manhood that will preserve this ummah. That will elevate this ummah, seek to protect this ummah. Allah Azza wa Jal says in the Quran, Min al-mu'minina rijal, from the believers are men, sadaqu ma'ahadullaha alayh, they were true with their covenant to Allah Azza wa Jal, faminhum man qada nahbahu wa minhum man yantadhir, wa ma baddalu tabdeela, no matter what their affairs are, they do not change their ways, they are truthful to the cause of Allah Azza wa Jal. Now you can define manliness, manhood, or being a man as someone that's strong. You can define it as someone that's got power, someone that's got a network, someone that's got strength, someone that's got wealth. You can define it as someone that's famous. You can define it as someone that has multiple wives. Whether in halal or in haram, it depends out there, Allahu A'lam, what the definitions are. But is this what defines a man? Is this what defines a man? Going back, because we said 
that they constant variable is the Quran and Sunnah. If we go back to the Quran and Sunnah, is that, and that's what matters to us, the definition of Islam. You can have as many definitions as you want, but we care about what Allah Azza wa Jal says and what the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught. Is that what defines a man? What he wears and how he looks? And how much money he has? And who he accompanies? If you return back to the Quran and to the Sunnah, you will find your answer. The first thing though, before we go there, I want to iron one thing out. And that is that every man is a male. But not every male is a man. Very important. Every man is a male. But not every male is a man. And we have plentiful, we're full of males. We have many males. But we have very few men. And the very few men, they can account one can equal up to a thousand males. And I'll get back to that point later on. But every man is a male. Not every male is a man. In the Quran, Allah Azza wa Jal uses these two terms. Rajul for man and Dhakar for male. You will find that when Allah Azza wa Jal mentions the male, it's generally got to do with worldly affairs, like assigning gender roles, and no matter how much they force feed you, there's only two genders. The mother of Mary, when she gave birth, فَلَمَّا وَضَعَتْهَا قَالَتْ رَبِّي إِنِّي وَضَعْتُهَا أُنثَى Oh Allah, I have given birth to a female. وَاللَّهُ أَعْلَمُ بِمَا وَضَعَتْ وَلَيْسَ الذَّكَرُ كَالْأُنثَى And the male is not like the female. And that's another topic altogether. But in this context, a male was mentioned, not a man. When it comes to inheritance, For the male, are two portions like that of the female. But when Allah Azza wa Jal mentions the men, He mentions noble qualities. When he's mentioning noble qualities like sacrifice, charity, honor, giving for the way of Allah Azza wa Jal, this is where men are mentioned. And the best example of men are the prophets and the messengers. As Allah Azza wa Jal tells his prophet, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ إِلَّا رِجَالًا نُوحِي إِلَيْهِمْ That we have but sent before you, O Muhammad, men that we have revealed to. So Allah Azza wa Jal described his messengers and his prophets as men. Because they possessed qualities of men. Qualities that each and every single one of us should seek to attain. Now if we look in the Quran, there are many qualities. We can't mention all of them. We mention a few bi'ithnillah. From these qualities that you find, where Allah Azza wa Jal defines its possessor as a man, is that a person or a man is a person that, ha- that has a sense of responsibility for the well-being of his community. Starting with himself. He has a sense of responsibility 
for the well-being, the spiritual well-being, the religious well-being of himself, his family. And then the circle gets wider and wider. The spiritual, the religious and even the physical well-being. He finds it a responsibility upon himself that he attends and cares to himself and those around him. Actively working to safeguard his iman. Actively working to safeguard his religion and those around him. His family, most importantly. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا قُوْ أَنفُسَكُمْ وَأَهْلِيكُمْ نَارًا Safeguard yourself from Jahannam and your family. Protect yourself. Safeguarding his community. He sees a, a, an instance where he can be a person of righteous speech. That divert haram. Let him be there. Harm. He sees harm coming one's way. Advises him. I advise you for the sake of Allah. Nothing else. I just want the pleasure of Allah. I see harm coming your way. Take the story of Musa alayhi salam. When a man came to him from the, the outskirts of the community. وَجَاءَ رَجُلٌ مِّنْ أَقْصَى الْمَدِينَةِ يَسْعَى From the furthest part of the city, he came to him rushing, hurriedly, advising him that there's a plan to kill you, O Musa, so flee. But what did Allah Azza wa Jal, how did Allah describe this person? وَجَاءَ رَجُلٌ A man, not a male, a man. وَجَاءَ رَجُلٌ مِّنْ أَقْصَى الْمَدِينَةِ يَسْعَى What moved him? Oh, it's too far, it's not my thing. There was no cars back then, there was no phones, there was no ease of travel. So this person had to go out of his way to pass on that message to Musa salam. What moved him? It was his care, his responsibility, his self-appointed responsibility that he must pass on a message that benefits. This is from the qualities of a man. Another quality that you find in the Qur'an from the qualities of men or the definition of men and manliness and manhood is that you speak the truth openly, honorably, regardless of the consequences. And there's an example of that. A believing man, a believing man from the family of Fir'aun spoke a word of truth not fearing the consequence. And we know the story of Fir'aun and how much of a tyrant and a transgressor, transgressor and an oppressor he was to his people. He spoke a word of truth. وَقَالَ رَجُلٌ Allah Azza wa Jal says, And a man said, وَقَالَ رَجُلٌ مُؤْمِنٌ مِّنْ آلِ فِرْعَوْنَ A believing man from the family of Fir'aun يَكْتُمُ إِيمَانَهُ أَتَقْتُلُونَ رَجُلًا أَنْ يَقُولَ رَبِّيَ اللَّهِ When it was a point where he had to say the truth, where he had to speak a word of truth, he spoke it, even if it was going to be at the consequence of his own life. Even if it was going to be at the consequence of his own life. Being steadfast in the times of hardship, 
in the times of temptation and destruction is another characteristic from the characteristics of men. Allah Azza wa Jal says in the Quran, Rijalun la tulhihim. Men that are not destructed. Rijalun la tulhihim tijaratun wala bay'un an dhikrillah wa iqami salat. Men that are not distracted by the temptations of this world. They are, they are not distracted from their main goal in life, from seeking the mercy and the pleasure of Allah Azza wa Jal. They are not distracted from the remembrance of Allah Azza wa Jal. Nowadays, 4.30 is very, 4.30 a.m. It's very hard to wake up. That blanket on you feels like a ton. But at 5.30, you spring out of bed. It's time to go to work. One hour difference. And it's a world of difference. One person wakes up for Allah Azza wa Jal and the other wakes up for this dunya. Tell me who's a man. Tell me who's a man. A person that bench presses a hundred kilos but can't control his eyesight. Or a person that may be in the eyes of other people frail and weak but he only releases his gaze on that which pleases Allah Azza wa Jal. Who's a man? Tell me. Who's stronger? The definition is very important. Manliness, being a man, and manhood is not about physique. It's not about your physical appearance. Some people consider manliness a big moustache. The bigger, the longer your moustache, the more manly you are. Or they consider manliness big, muscular, and they make it their life goal to become that big, muscular person that walks around because he wants to be a man, or a person that screams, or a person that is very staunch in when he speaks, whether it's right or wrong, but he's a staunch. Many think that way. It's about how you look. It's about how you present yourself. Well, let me give you an example. Of Ibn Mas'ud, radiyallahu anhu. He once, he wanted a siwak. Ud, Iraq, which we know as siwak. So he climbed, and you have to climb the trees. Not like nowadays we buy them. He climbed the tree to, to pick it himself. On the tree... He's exposed, he's elevated, so people can see, maybe even see his defects. He had skinny legs, to which the companions laughed. So the Prophet wasallam, he asked them, Mimma tabhakun? What is it that makes you laugh? What are you laughing about? So they told him. The Prophet ﷺ responded, وَالَّذِي نَفْسُ مُحَمَّدٍ By the one whom my soul is in his hand. وَالَّذِي نَفْسِي بِيَدِهِ لَهُمَا أَثْقَلُ فِي الْمِيزَانِ مِنْ أُحُدٍ By Allah Azza wa Jal, in whom my soul is, his, in, whom my soul is in his hand. These two legs that you're laughing about are heavier in the scale than the mountain of Uhud. And then you have, as is in another hadith, a man that or a person that will come on the day of judgment 
strong and heavy, big as he was in this world, but will not weigh that of a flying in weight. Why so? Why so? Because one of them used himself and dedicated himself for Allah Azza wa Jal, for the path of Allah Azza wa Jal, attended to the command, stood on the boundaries. This person was compensated in the Akhirah, in this world and the next. Whilst the other oppressed, transgressed, crossed the boundaries of Allah Azza wa Jal, did not attend to the command of Allah Azza wa Jal. This person will come on the day of judgment, carrying the burden of what he done, and he will be insignificant in the eye of Allah Azza wa Jal. So being a man is important. Because men are those that carry this ummah. Their virtue is strong. And their value. Remember when I said that one male or one man can equal up to a thousand males? There's a story behind this. The Sahaba, they knew what a man is and what he carried of virtue. Khalid ibn al-Walid, in one of the battles, he asked for backup to which Abu Bakr anhu sent him. He sent him backup. But how many did he send him? He sent him one man. One man. And in the time of Umar radiyallahu an, Amr ibn al-As asked for backup. So Umar radiyallahu anhu sent him a letter and he said to him, I am sending you 4,000. Four men, each one equal to a thousand. And you the virtue, the value and the importance of men they carried, they protected, they preserved and they lifted. So it's important upon us to seek, to go look, to understand and define the definition of a man according to the Qur'an and Sunnah and to live this definition and to teach this definition. In a khutbah it's not enough. But it should be a lifelong project that you seek to implement upon yourself and teach it to your coming generations. أَقُولُوا مَا تَسْمَعُونَ وَاسْتَغْفِرُوا اللَّهَ لِي وَلَكُمْ فَاسْتَغْفِرُوا فَيَفَوْزَ الْمُسْتَغْفِرِينَ الحمد لله وكفى ولا عدوان إلا على من ظلم وبغى والصلاة والسلام على المبعوث المصطفى صلوات ربي وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تمسك بسنته واكتفى بهديه بإحسان إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد I'm not going to how can I say push you or, or until you show me your courage and your manliness on the battlefield like the companions and those before us. There's no battlefield. But I'm going to ask you, show me your manliness when it comes to the command of Allah Azza wa Jal and the boundaries of Allah Azza wa Jal. That's where you will shine. That's where you will differentiate yourself from others. This is where a man can show himself as being a man. When you are exposed to haram and it's a hand reach away. Very easy. And then you refrain yourself. You're a man. And you understand what manhood is. When 
you don't want to attend to the command of Allah Azza wa Jal, but you attend to the command of Allah, you're a man. And you understand what the definition of manhood is. A man is a person that stands on the boundaries of Allah and attends to the commands of Allah Azza wa Jal, seeks the pleasure of Allah. This is what a true man is. And I'll leave you with a thought. A thought of a sanctuary. A place where you can learn how to be a man. Where you will find men that will strengthen you. That will preserve you. That will teach you. That will elevate you. Consider a safe haven. A place where you can start from. A place where you can start from in your journey on understanding, implementing, living and teaching manhood. Allah Azza wa Jal says, لَمَسْجِدٌ أُسِّسَ عَلَى التَّقْوَى مِنْ أَوَّلِ يَوْمٍ أَحَقُّ أَنْ تَقُومَ فِيهِ فِيهِ رِجَالٌ يُحِبُّونَ أَنْ يَتَطَهَّرُوا وَاللَّهُ يُحِبُّ الْمُطَّهِرِينَ In the masajid of Allah Azza wa Jal, therein you will find men. Therein you will find men, the school of men. They teach how they teach how to be men. You will find them no matter what time of day you find you go there. But specifically, look for them before Fajr and before Maghrib. This is where men are in the masajid, seeking the pleasure of Allah Azza wa Jal. Let it be your starting point, your safe haven, your sanctuary. And on that note. It will be our khutbah for next week. The masajid of Allah Azza wa Jal. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala ali Muhammad. Kama sallayta ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim. Innaka hamidun majid wa barik ala Muhammad. Wa ala ali Muhammad. Kama barakta ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim. Innaka hamidun majid. Allahumma ya sami al-sawt. ويا سابق الفوت ويا كاسي العظام لحما بعد الموت اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا وتب علينا وتقبل منا لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إننا كنا من الظالمين اللهم اغفر للمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات بكرمك يا ربنا قريب مجيب الدعوات وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين وأقم الصلاة